0: Welcome to the Therapy Thoughts Podcast. This is Tiffany Rowe. I'm a clinical mental health counselor and psychology teacher in Utah, and I want to change the mental health game. The Therapy Thoughts Podcast is all about breaking down therapy related topics and making mental health information easy to understand and super accessible. So, join me for quick and direct educational episodes. And some deeper dives with experts from around the world. Together, we are gonna break down stigma. We're gonna help each other make peace with mind, body, and food. We're gonna make therapy cool and invest time in our mental health. Let's do it here, one therapy thought at a time. Hey, hey, everyone, welcome to the Therapy Thoughts Podcast. Today, I have a complete blast interviewing the love of my life, one of my best friends, Daryl Zapasi. He is from Zimbabwe and sat down with me to discuss all things love, -love, self-love, authenticity. He has been in the U.S. for seven years now. He just turned 27 in April, but we're still celebrating uh daryl loves to write and his dream is to be a published poet you can connect with him on twitter or facebook his handles are both daryl l zapasi we will link that in the show notes so you can follow him and also connect with him on venmo and cash app to pay him for his emotional labor and time with me as well as just his amazing energy uh, check out those show notes to connect with him, to pay him for his time. And I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did creating it. You will hear why. He's just a joy and a light. And I'm so excited for you to get to know him better. Check it out. <laughs> Get ready, everyone. Oh, Daryl, you're on the Therapy Thoughts podcast and people don't even know what's about to happen. Oh
1: guys, I hope you're ready, because I'm certainly not.
0: Who <laughs> says that? You tell, I mean, tell us everything. Who are you? What are you doing here? What Who are you am about? I?
1: Okay, so my name is Daryl. I'm from Harare, Zimbabwe. Um, southern africa i 've been in the u s for like seven years this is my seventh year and I also turned twenty seven this year still celebrating even though it was in april um uh, what else uh, my hopes and aspirations what 's my aspiration in life um uh, my aspiration in life is to learn how to love myself you know because i don 't believe that you really like get to a point where, okay, now I know. I always want to continue to be knowing more and more how to love myself. So that's my aspiration, apparently, that just came to me. Self-love. Uh, self-love. Self-love is an aspiration, really. <laughs> um, and, and one of my biggest dreams is to be a published author. Yeah? Poet. Poet. Yes, a published poet. Exactly. exactly.
0: You are. You are already a published poet on the Instagrams, <laughs> on the internet.
1: Oh, I love that. Thank you.
0: I mean we could just end the podcast with love yourself because really that's your jam
1: amen it really is i'm feeling it
0: yeah so i mean anyone who knows you knows you radiate love you are love you are so much a like beacon of light what's up with that like what what got you super obsessed with
1: love what got me super obsessed with love pain I think I think pain is what got me super obsessed with love. I think <clears throat> once I decided to kind to to face the pain that I had in my life, what does that mean? Once I began to face my deep dark secrets, my traumas. Once I began to face the things that I was running from. Once I began to face, run to them, embrace. I feel like they almost began to. As I went through the pain, learned from the pain, as I learned from the pain, it sowed seeds into me from the pain and sowed into me the seeds almost as I began to water them, take care of myself, love myself, heal from the pain. As I healed from the pain, it's like these seeds began to sprout into little flowers of love in a way. You know what I mean? And now as I continue to work on myself, as I continue to embrace my pain I'm almost watering that garden. You know what I mean? And so it just continues to be fruitful. It continues to bear fruit. I like, continue to water it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wish people could see us. He has the biggest smile on his face. Like, oh, my pain, my trauma. Like, now they're love flowers. And yeah, you can't deny that that's true for you.
1: Oh, it is, man. In a sense, pain saved me. In a sense, to be honest, pain continues to save me. I think why is because when I feel pain, when I feel hurt on my body, it draws my attention where it wasn't. Do you know what I mean? Like it grabs my attention, and it focuses me, it forces me to focus on myself because there's something going on. Like if you have a rash, oh my gosh, I have a rash, maybe I need to go to a dermatologist, see a specialist take care of my hand better. And then afterwards, I'll be more healthy with my hand. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I love pain. Pain is my friend. Wow. Pain is my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Dead.
0: (laughs) It's a challenge. It is a challenge. Okay. Do you want to talk about your story, pain? What got you here? It's up to you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Nothing is off the table. So I think where life really began to really change for me, because I wasn't always like this, you know what I mean? I was a positive guy and social and, you know, I enjoyed hanging out with people, but it was empty sometimes. And I almost felt like it was an effort to put on this happy self and go out into the world. But I thought it was fine. I didn't know any better. It wasn't until, so I'm divorced I was married to this beautiful Hawaiian girl uh, in 2016 Oh my gosh the height of my delusion as a gay man I really believe that I was straight. I married this beautiful Hawaiian lady and that relationship really kind of ground me to my to my core it ground me it really shattered every facade that I had in my mind almost every like belief that I thought I had it just it, it would deteriorate slowly the longer I was in this relationship. It was painful, but it was necessary to happen because I had built such big walls around myself in order to protect myself. I built these these big bad stories about myself, about my life, about who I was, based from fiction just to protect myself. And the marriage really would hack away at each wall until a year and a half later After I had this real emotional breakdown, I'm kicking and screaming, drunk out of my mind, mind you. Alcohol just escalates everything. But I just had this come apart. I called my parents all the way in Zimbabwe. I'm like, guys, and I'm weeping and screaming, guys, I need to get out of this marriage. I I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And in that moment, I'd never been very vulnerable with my parents like that. But I think they saw a new side of me, which caused them to take the situation a little bit more seriously. Literally, within three days, flew out to Zimbabwe. So in that time, I'd only texted. I hadn't called her or had a conversation. I just texted and told her, hey, because she was away out of town. And so text this little lady that I want to give her a divorce. How traumatic is that? Fly away to a whole different country. She has no idea until she arrives. She comes home to this empty home. But at that point, I was just so afraid and didn't know how to free, free myself. I was running away from pain. Do you know what I mean? I literally ran all the way to another continent. And the pain that I had then caused pain to another person. As difficult as the marriage may have been, I would, the last thing I would want is to create a situation that would tra- traumatize someone. Imagine you're married to somebody. We hadn't had a fight before she left. You leave on a business trip and you come back and the house is empty. Your husband has texted you that he's left. He's in another country. That is traumatic. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Pain, pain just creates pain. And so I think at that point, that was a pretty sure example of me running away from pain. I then came back worked through everything with finalized the divorce and then I think I almost was in a a fake sense of oh my gosh I'm so fine I'm so I'm free or whatever what ended up beginning to happen was slowly 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 it was almost like all the pillars in my life began to fall I was trying to maintain working and maintain my schoolwork but the divorce the pain of that I hadn't really dealt with And as I began to ignore that, run away from my pain again, I just began to feel even more and more and more depleted until I hit rock bottom, until I was out of control, until I got fired from work Mm. because my performance was terrible. My grades plummeted. I wasn't meeting uh, schedules. My life began to crumble because the the inside of me was unwell. The world around me, outside me, also also began sick. It 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 began to become sick. And so it wasn't until September of of last year when I decided my life isn't going to be like this. I'm not going to be depressed. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be this. This is not good. There has to be more to this. began meditating. Um, I began seeking. I really began, that's when I began therapy as well. I began to work through my child abuse as a child. Gosh, so many stories here, but because of pain had brought me to my knees and it forced me to really look at my life, to really look at myself, what pains I was running from. Not only was I running from the pain of my divorce, but I was running away from the pain of my childhood. I was running away from all sorts of pains. And so I had to sit and begin to become a student of pain. And I think be, after becoming a student of pain, an open student of pain, I then realized the world has conditioned me to see pain as one way, to run away from pain. But from myself, I learned to embrace pain, to see pain, understand pain, not to look for it, not to chase after it, but to see it when it appears and take away any other idea, take away judgment from the pain, take away judgment, judgment from pain and see it for what it is, learn from it, what it is, what it has to learn, br- embrace it, transform it into something else and then move on. Do you know what I mean? I feel like honestly, you can apply that just in life in general, just with, with people, when you meet them, if you take away the judgment that you have, you're then open to learning who this person could be. And as you're, ugh, honestly, being open saved my life.
0: Hmm. Like we try to do this in therapy and psychology, like radical acceptance, mindfulness, don't judge mm-hmm. it, just observe. Mm-hmm. But there's so much natural resistance that boils yeah. up to that. And when you say like rock bottom, I was forced by knees. I sometimes wonder if that's just what the human condition requires to surrender for so many of us. I
1: agree. I agree because it, how what, what i what I, I remember reading Brene Brown said, The mind might forget, but the body always keeps keeps count, and I feel like for me to come to rock bottom physically. I was so weak that I could no longer stand. My body was now failing to function. I was now at the end of what my body can do. My mind is telling me I'm fine to keep going, go on. But my body has been suffering all these blows. It's carrying all this pain. Imagine, so my my child abuse happened when I was about eight or nine. I'd never spoken about it since. I've been carrying that weight up for 26 years on my back. Do you know what I mean? My divorce, accepting myself as a gay man, I've been carrying the burden of the life of another human being imposing that on my, that's another burden that I'm carrying. At some point you are going to come to your knees. Your mind will tell you this, that, and the other, but your body, I think that's why it's so important for us to be in alignment with all three of these things, the mind, the body, and the soul, because they're constantly speaking to us. They're constantly telling us, yo, you like you need to do this or need to do that. I think wh- how, how I look at it was it's almost like having a car and a fuel gauge and for, I, for so long i just been depleting my fuel depleting it depleting it now my red light is coming on that i've got 10 miles or so i'm in, i'm in reserve and i need to add gas and i put a sticker over it the <laughs> smiley face to pretend like yeah. everything's fine i don't see the signals my body's telling me eventually the car is going to stop and it's not going to move no matter how excited you are to go somewhere and no, how well you polish it, you wash it, you, how well you speak of it, the car has no tech, it is not going anywhere and so I feel like my body had, my, my, my body had been like, Daryl, listen, my friend it's been a nice ride but my friend, we are not going <laughs> we cannot go anywhere we're done <laughs> we need to find a gas station call a friend or something because <laughs> we've hit stop here <laughs> <laughs> so yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, your car broke down.
1: My car broke down. My pa- my car broke down and roadside assistants, they were nowhere to be found at the time, but oh. we found them eventually. The therapists, the friends, oh my goodness. Whew, we now have a permanent filler of the tank, and that's myself.
0: Oh mm. you fill your own tank. I Amen, love this. Jesus. You said something that's very true. We know that trauma is stored in the body. Mm. The body carries the burden. Oh. And it's work to release that. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious about kind of your organic, authentic experience doing that without necessarily knowing that that's what was pushing you. Oh, yeah. Like, how did you you twerk that out? Like, how did (laughs) you... Right, Like carrying this trauma, abuse, your identity isn't in line with like your life, yeah. all this stuff. How do you, yeah, like what, what helped you get it off your chest and your body?
1: Writing, 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 writing. So what, what was going on? Because you're right. It's almost like I began to practice these principles before I understood them. And then as I would speak to people, speak to professionals or what, whatever the case may be, they're like, okay, yeah, you're doing... That, that's what this is called. That's what this is called. Um, and then I'd learn more and then practice it better and such. But what I realized was our spirit, our body, the world is always speaking to us. It's always speaking to us because it loves us. It's looking out for us. It's always warning us and telling us, Hey, there's this going on. Hey, don't do-. your intuition is always speaking to you. And so with that, I think once I hit rock bottom, And I didn't know what else to believe. And I began to meditate. And what what meditation caused for me to happen was a returning within myself. Um, What meditation um, facilitated was the the process of silencing every other noise and being able to listen to my inner voice, Um, being able to pause everything that was in myself and to stop and listen to myself. And so I really began to learn that these principles through listening to myself, and not that I would meditate and then write down notes, but I would just feel okay daryl let 's let 's write tonight let 's write about what, what we 're feeling today, and that 's kind of really where my, my passion came from because I began writing letters to myself about what I was feeling, and as I would write about it, I would learn from it okay so i 'm feeling this well, what if I rock myself one day one day I had this 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 panic attack at the gym. And my, my nose began to bleed. I tried to call my friend three times. He didn't pick up. I tried to call another friend. She didn't pick up three times. Called a car, got home, rushed into my room. I was literally shaking, 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 shaking. And then I kind of sit there on my bed and I start rocking. I start rocking. And then I start to see myself hold myself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this feels so good. This feels so good. And I literally began to weep. But in that moment, I realized, Daryl, one, you don't need anything outside of yourself. Just love me. Just hold me. Speak to me. Write to me as you've been writing to me. See me. Do you know what I mean? As strange as it sounds to be sitting in your room rocking yourself, that's what saved me. Mm -hmm. That's what learned that, Daryl, you're available to me. Do you know what I mean? And, oh, 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 my gosh. When I tell you love is what saved me, that's what I mean. It wasn't my mind that said, okay, Daryl, now rock yourself. But it was this fusion, this magic of love that moved my hands to now hold myself i wouldn't have thought to hold myself i think it's crazy now you know <laughs> yeah but love moved my limbs and my arms be- wrapped themselves around me you know what i mean and i got through that panic attack <laughs> i'm almost
0: speechless because it's yeah i wish people could feel your energy but that's l- exactly what my question was about. Like, Mm. I have a feeling you were doing exactly what we've studied so hard in psychology to tell people Mm. and you figured it out because you were (laughs) dropped to your knees and you listened to yourself and you were willing to get past that, the BS, the noise and like to hold yourself and to rock and then give yourself that compassion and physical affection is a literal intervention that would regulate a panic <laughs> attack. That's what's wild. I did not know this story before, and yeah. you couldn't have said a more perfect example. Oof. that's really cool. And yeah. what's yeah, it's inspiring that you're like, it was me. I just had to be there for myself. Yeah,
1: that's all that I needed. That's what I was waiting for. That's all Daryl was waiting for for me to show up. Mm. So what happened next? So then I learned from that experience. And I began to practice it more. And so from the rocking, then grew speaking to myself. How are you doing? I love you. You look so good. You look so handsome. You know, because I'm like, oh, well, if I can touch myself, I can feel myself. Maybe I can speak to myself and I can hear myself. So how are you doing today, Daryl? Sometimes I'll just sit, you know, or sometimes, oh, I've been catching myself do this lately. <laughs> so... So I'll do something silly and then I'll like comment on it. But in Shauna, like almost making fun of myself, like, oh, my gosh, look at you go. You you would do that. You are the type <laughs> to do. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, why would you even say that? <laughs> and I'm literally joking to myself. And and what comes out of that, what I feel like it's, it's born from is an intimacy with myself where I can trust myself to be myself. But it then becomes... A life of enjoying myself. Do you know what I mean? Not that I sit there and like have a full on conversation (laughs) with myself, but I'm watching myself such that I can catch myself in cute little moments and appreciate them and and just be like, oh my gosh, I just love you so much. Continue. I just had to pause and laugh, and laugh with you, laugh at you just for a moment, Con- continue back into the world. I see you and, and your cuteness. Do you know what I mean? I think it's, it's like when your husband or your, or your wife or your best friend or whoever it is, and you, 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 you see their mannerisms, the way they say certain things and you make fun of them or the way they move their fingers and you make fun of them. Now, imagine if you can cultivate that with yourself that you can see, oh my gosh, I like to wiggle my finger like this. And it's so funny, but not that you're telling a friend, but you're telling yourself and laughing to it about yourself. Like it creates relationship, it creates familiarity. And so I guess from that seed again of loving myself, then grew another seed of loving myself. I watered it, nourished it. Another seed of loving myself grew into myself. And I think the point there is that I grew into where I was from where I was at, but to know where I was at, to know where I'm growing from, I had to face where I was at, not just the beauty of where I am, but also the ugliness of of where I am, because both of them combined to create the moment now, Mm -hmm. both of them combine to create the truth of where I am. And so for me to move from this level into the next level, I've got to stand on this step and the step for me to, for me to move, from this step, I have to see this step. I have to recognize this step and know what I'm standing on, know what I'm building on. Scripture says, build your foundation on solid rock or not, or not on sand or on wood because the water will come like a storm and washed away. Right now, we've been in a space where there've been storms. And some of us, we've been uncovered that our foundations aren't built on solid ground. Now is the moment for me now to see, to look at the truth of myself, look at the truth of my life, identify what's going on, take control, take hold of it, accept it, embrace it, stand on it. From that point of truth, I step into another point of truth. You know what I mean? Almost like a tree will give birth to the fruit that it is. A tree is going to give birth to oranges. If you're standing in truth, you're going to give birth to truth. If you're standing in lies, you're going to give birth to lies. If you stand in a a posture of self-love, of self-acceptance, you will then grow into more of that. What you are is what you'll produce. And so now the, the position I operate from is in all my perfections, in all my shortcomings, I am still perfect because I'm growing from my perfect place as an imperfect creature into an even more perfect space. And when I speak of how perfect I am, it's not that I'm boasting of myself, but it's boasting of the creation that I was created. Do you know what I mean? I'm boasting of the, cre- of the gift that I am, that I was given. I'm boasting of the person that created, not even the person, the entity that created me. That's who I'm boasting in. You gave me a gift. I'm going to call it perfect. Yeah. You, know, when you, when you, you know, when you give somebody a, a gift and they look at the gift and they, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm in love with this. This is what I needed. It fills them up with so much love. And you're like, oh my gosh, I feel so good because I gave them a gift and they appreciate it. So when I say to myself, Daryl, you are perfect, It's not I'm speaking out of vanity or narcissism, but it's because I just appreciate the gift that I am. It's perfect where it is. Can it grow and do better? One hundred percent. Will I push it? One thousand percent. But I have to understand that where I am is good as well. So I can build on a solid foundation, build a good house. You know what I mean? It just grows from one thing into the next thing. But it's, you know what I mean? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, there's not. There's always this fear of, like, if I have self-love, I'm going to be complacent, narcissistic, Mm. conceited. Mm -mm. And what you're saying is, like, it's what I believe, that shame doesn't foster growth. By beating yourself up and being like, you suck, you're not good enough, that's not going to get you where Mm -mm. you want to be. But having this radical acceptance of, like, I'm worthy. Mm -hmm. I'm whole. Like, I'm a perfect being. That doesn't mean... end i sit on the couch and i i've arrived but rather radically accepting that in this moment it's enough and you keep moving right
1: yeah i'm a perfect being that's growing into perfection and that growth into perfection is lifelong i'm always growing because i think the thing is when you love something You want it to grow. You want it to prosper. You look at your son, Fifi, the most beautiful thing in the world. (laughs) You see him, you want to put him into school. You want to buy him all the toys. You want him to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow because you love him so much. Even the plants in your house, you water them because you want them to grow. You love them. If you truly love yourself, the act of self-love, you will pursue growth because you want this thing that you love so much To grow, you value this thing so much. You see its value. You see its capability because you love it so much. You want it to grow. Laziness is not synonymous with Mm. Mm self-love. That's a quote. (laughs) Tweetable moment, I say.
0: We are putting you on my Instagram. That's a quote. That's a graphic. Okay, so what about folks who are like, this is too far down a path that I can't even imagine. I don't even like myself how is that possible where do people start
1: um i think where you start really is believing that it's possible do you know what i mean you have to you have to believe that it's possible and that hur- that hurdle that jump of okay i'm going to believe it's a kind of it can be a, an intimidating word but believe comes by repetition with me and loving myself I realized, oh my gosh, Daryl, when was the last time you told yourself that you loved yourself? I don't even know. The first time, to be honest with you, was a year ago. I told myself, Daryl, I love you. In the first moment, I didn't really, oh Daryl, I'm in love with you too. I can feel it bubbling <laughs> over. No. I had to do it every day. Daryl, I love you. Daryl, I love you. Daryl, I love you. Daryl, I love you. And slowly but surely, I began to love myself. And I began to believe that I loved myself. Um So I guess what I'm saying is, just start saying it to yourself. Just start saying it to yourself. Start telling it to yourself. Get in the car. Do your affirmations. For sure, you can just write down a few words. I am beautiful. I am happy. I'm handsome. And I think there's power in affirmation, but you've also got to put feeling in it. But the question is, how do I begin that space where I begin to believe that I love myself? How do I? Listen, you have to do it. You have to do it. There's no option not to do it. Not only is it possible, but it's necessary. I believe it's a decision that you have to make. And that's the problem is this world has, it it has cultivated a culture of not wanting to make a decision. I don't know, give me all the, I don't know. There's no running around from it. You've got to decide, I'm going to love myself. I don't feel like it at the moment, but you know what? I'm going to love myself because I owe it to myself. It has to be a determination to yourself. And you can't teach someone to be determined to, or to be devoted to themselves. You can't teach someone to seek themselves. They have to want it. And the thing is, life is constantly trying to get you to love yourself. That's how we experience so much pain the way that we do. It's constantly trying to break you down to your knees so you can see, yo, all you have to do is just love me, see me. All you have to do is see me. When we don't see ourselves, when we, when we, when we get to a space where, oh, I don't love myself and I'm unhappy. If you look at your life critically, you will see that there are some unhealthy behaviors. You'll see that there have probably been some flags that have happened, some events that have happened, some, experience, some loud, painful experiences that have happened. And if you don't, if you don't believe they've happened, you're not looking hard enough because this is always happening. But it's almost like it is your responsibility on this life to learn how to love yourself, to research it. You won't get it the first time. You won't get it the first month. You won't get it the first year. But you will get it because it's possible. It's not, and not the only is it possible, but it's necessary. That's how you come alive. That's how you believe in yourself to build something because you see something in yourself and you want it to grow. I, I I have pity, you know, with myself because I, I I think back to myself maybe five years ago and I didn't love myself, didn't see myself. What would I tell myself to get to get them here um oh to be honest i would just oh i would just start with telling yourself i love you daryl just tell yourself i love you when you before bed for a week every night just start by doing that because even just those three words will sow a seed in your heart just start by telling yourself i love you and then see a month from now if you do it straight for a month See where you'll be in a month. It'll change everything. That's Mm -hmm. a seed you're sowing. That's what I'd say to to that person that doesn't see it happening. Just tell yourself, I love you. Once every day for a a month, for even a week. Even a week, you'll see. Imagine, think about it with your your friends. When you see them, you tell them, I love you. Every day for a week, there'll be a change in that relationship. There'll be a spark that'll develop. There'll be a growth. If if anything, there'll be a curiosity that sparks. But something will change. Just start by telling yourself, I love you.
0: Yeah. And if there's doubt and skepticism there, I'm like, try it and be curious. Mm -hmm.
1: Just try it. Doubt is always going to be there. Doubt is always, there's always going to be something coming against whatever you're building. That's just going to happen. But so what? It happens. Just try it. Try it. Even, and if it doesn't work, what do you lose? Nothing. Right. But if it does, oh my gosh, you've got the world to gain.
0: I'm curious what the... The self-talk is for folks who are really resistant to, to even saying something that may not be true for them. Let's say we're, mm-hmm. we're challenging them to say, I love myself. If they're not going to do that or if it doesn't work, what's the alternative? I hate myself. I'm never good enough. I suck. Like that's going to make an impact. So mm-hmm. I'm with you. Even if it doesn't leave, lead to self-love, whatever that means for them. Mm-hmm. The, the intention of being aware of how you speak to yourself shooting to shooting for the goal of being better to yourself and yeah. improving love. I believe you. I think it does make a really big deal. That self-talk matters.
1: Yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. Self-talk because I feel like cuz think about it. I believe that we're a collection of all the sounds that we have ever heard. Oh my gosh, I heard that sentence and I melted. But what I realized is the world, people are always telling us about ourselves, our friends, our spouses, our school, they're always telling us about ourselves. But now if you're not telling yourself about yourself, you're, all you hear is everybody else's voices. For me, what I try and do is at the beginning of every morning, um, I do a meditation, then I do an affirmation. And the purpose of this is to make sure that my voice is louder than any other voice that's going to come after it. My voice, the first and last voice that I hear, everything else that comes is secondary. Not that I ignore everybody and I don't listen to people, But I hear my voice, I can listen to it, and I can also hear other people. But at the end of the day, what's most important is how do I feel and what am I saying to myself? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah.
0: I love I mean, you're sneaking in tips left and right here, like meditation, writing, Mm -hmm. the affirmations, the the self-compassion through touch and rocking Mm -hmm. and giving yourself a hug, now saying I love you every day. It's like this is a really solid mental health plan for how you would treat someone Mo- yourself being that someone yeah
1: that's extraordinary actually you got a book wow <laughs> stop it right now
0: <laughs> the five steps to self-love you just wrote it
1: i'm gonna have to re-listen to this <laughs> <laughs> and Worth take it. notes <laughs> yeah take your own notes you're
0: killing it i I love it it's beautiful and you know there's a lot of folks who struggle with self-love because of trauma like Mm. i am unworthy like i'm inherently broken like that shame is really deep so i appreciate you saying you went to therapy yes i love breaking that stigma and saying if this is too hard and you can't say those words and you have real trauma that it can feel like it's literally impossible to overcome but someone as bright and beautiful and loving as you saying like i went to therapy. Yes. And I did all these things on my own. I'm like, look at you. Like It, it doesn't mean you're weak. It means no. you're powerful.
1: No, 100,000. Listen, I'm, I'm looking into a car right now. And one thing that I always look for is the service history. The service history. Because then you know that, okay, the car has been taken care of. To bring it back to that analogy of the car that we love, that we didn't put gas in the car. It reached its, its breaking point. As individuals, as people, we too need a checkup. I believe we've got to, to, what I know is for my next spouse, I'm looking for emotional health, physical health, and mental health. The way you do your physical health, you know, you go to the gym and you do your proteins. The exact same way you do that, you've got to translate that into your mental health what do I need to do? Do I need to be reading these kinds of books? Do I need to check in with a doctor here and there? Do I need to check in with a professional here and there? My emotional health, like you've got to maintain all these different things. You know what I mean? Like your body is just not going to just autopilot for the rest of your life. You've got to take responsibility. Like mental health, like we've got such a problem at the moment because we haven't been facing, we haven't been talking about it. In Zimbabwe, I think five minutes ago, the idea of therapy came into the conversation. <laughs> do you know what I mean?
0: I was going to ask about that. Like
1: the first time my mom mentioned therapy to me was when I went that during that weekend of my divorce when I, the, the divorce conversation. like, "Well, what what do we do? Do we need to go to therapy?" And I love that. Thank you so much. You know what I mean but the car is broken down. The engine has knocked. You're going to take the car for a service now. (laughs) What are they going to do? I mean, they can do some things, but really, as opposed to just every three months, checking your car in for a service every four months, I think as an educated individual at this point in time, the same way that you're taking yourself to the gym, take yourself to a therapist just to talk things, even if you think that you're okay. And first of all, Therapy isn't for sick people, weak people, broken people. Therapy is for everyone and anyone. Just the same way that a doctor is for anyone and everyone, for checkups, for people go to the dentist just to get their teeth clean. Like, my goodness, therapy needs to be, like, in the timetable. Do you 100%. know
0: what I mean? Oh, 100%. And <laughs> I got no problem saying right now that we should... Make it a requirement that you go to couples therapy before mm,
1: you marry that person. One hundred percent, because I want to know. I'm going to be there. Where's your service history? You know what I mean? Show me the service history before I make a purchase. I need to know. Are you healthy? Otherwise, we can't do this.
0: Oh my gosh! I mean, the stigma is crazy, and I I love the analogy to the gym. I like that a lot, and I use that myself. Mm. Like. Physical health is as important as mental health, and working with a trainer is like working with a the therapist. And I have oh. never, I've never heard anyone be like, "Oh, you work with a personal trainer? Like, what's wrong with you?" You're They're weak. almost like, "Oh
1: my gosh, you've got a trainer? Okay, you're yeah. doing something. <laughs> well, that's how your therapist should be too. Oh, you've got it. okay, you've got it together. Then you've got a therapist too. Like, my goodness, I'm telling you,
0: your mental health muscles are gonna be
1: strong <laughs> if you're in therapy. Well, that's attractive. Okay." <laughs> And that lasts a lifetime. These are muscles come and go, but mental health—that'll <laughs> get me going in a minute.
0: <laughs> we have too much fun. Ah, we're,
1: <laughs> boys, we're out of control.
0: <laughs> Thank you for spreading that message. I think it's so important, especially like in your home country. Yeah, and your sexual identity and speaking out and talking about like these truths for you. Like you're a game changer in every sense of the word.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You're doing it. (laughs) You're
0: doing it. How do we make therapy cool in Zimbabwe?
1: How do we make therapy cool in Zimbabwe?
0: (laughs) It's hard. I mean, like you said, it just started five minutes ago. So
1: I think by doing what I'm doing as a Zimbabwean, when I go out and I go and meet with therapists, I go and befriend therapists, I go and learn about therapy. As a Zimbabwean, when I go through therapy and I share and I'm open and honest about my therapy experience, surely when I post this on my Instagram, there will be one or two Zimbabweans that'll see. and be like, hmm, I've never thought about it. And they might, and of the two, one might go to therapy. That, 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 that's a spark right there because that person will then tell maybe five people two people will talk about it, one person will go. And I think slowly, 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 as the individual works on themselves, that affects everybody else. What you do affects everybody else. If you're doing the right work, good work, loving work to yourself, within yourself, working on yourself, it it creates a, a, a ripple effect on other people, I think. And so I believe how I make therapy cool in Zimbabwe is by one going to therapy or talking about therapy being open about my therapy experience do you know what i mean like being open about it being honest about it and breaking the the stigma talking about it
0: that's how we do it Mm -hmm. everywhere like i had someone reach out from germany they're like i just bought your shirt and i'm like yes
1: congratulations also germany girl y'all international
0: (laughs) oh we've been in our international okay yeah (laughs) yeah let me
1: know tiffany Rowe. (laughs) let me know girl
0: (laughs) i know you're gonna wear my beanie when you go home like right exactly and that's why we made this merch is like Because people talk about it. You can't wear it out and not have somebody say something to you.
1: 100,000%. Honestly, even just that one day when I posted the stories in the shirt, I got so many comments from so many different people. Gosh, and you know what? That picture that the one of me, the yellow one, why I love it so much is because it says so much without doing anything. That picture has been such a blessing in my life. Remember when I saw that picture, I was like, oh my gosh, this needs to be everywhere because this is me offering healing to people just by i made it my whatsapp profile picture facebook profile picture twitter profile picture instagram profile picture not because i look good in it which i do
0: yes <laughs>
1: but it's giving it's letting people know guys help exists there is help and help is okay it's okay to ask for help it's freedom it's a key to freedom for people that, and we don't even know it oh my gosh i was so moved by that i was so moved
0: It's gonna be the cover of this episode.
1: Yes, amen.
0: So y'all can see, (laughs) you are such a light. I wish I could just bottle up your energy and like, how do we sell this on the internet?
1: How do we sell this on the internet? Oh my gosh! Oh, I wish I could. That makes so much money. All I can do, I think, is try and write it in a book. Write my recipes down. Post a fun video here and there on my Instagram. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to share it as best I can through my Instagram obviously and then this book that I'm working on. Guys, you know?
0: Okay, where do people find you? Where are you?
1: Okay, so I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Um, My handle is D-A-R-R-Y-L D-Z-A-P-A-S-I and that's on both Twitter and Instagram. We're going
0: to put that in the show notes. Don't worry.
1: (laughs) Spells the whole thing. (laughs) But yeah, and you know, actually, I've really, really gone into Twitter recently, because you can just tweet your thoughts. And like, it doesn't matter if anybody sees it, but you can just tweet your thoughts. And sometimes I have some pretty good thoughts.
0: I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I confirm. I can confirm. Yes.
1: So yeah, let's definitely meet on the socials.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you're going to publish a book you've written. I've gotten a sneak peek at your poetry, Mm -hmm. and it makes me think. And it makes me want to be better and it makes me want to Amen. figure out love which you have figured out and i like and i'm honestly like wow i really believe you and you're yeah you're a gifted writer so i can't wait for the um... world to, to see that but they got to follow you to get the updates i guess
1: yes you've got to follow me for the updates guys
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh everyone's gonna be so obsessed with you you are the best <laughs> can we do a little exercise and challenge everyone at the end of this podcast Daryl told us what to do. He said, say, I love you. So I'm going to do it. And then you do it. And everyone who's listening does it. I love it. Okay. I'm putting my hands on my cheeks, I'm taking a deep breath. Tiffany, I love you.
1: Mm, okay. I'm going to do the same thing. Daryl, I love you so much, so much, so much. I love you so much.
0: I love it. And then if you're listening, I don't care if you're in your car. I don't care if you're at work, Yeah. if you're at the sink. If you're at the gym like put your hands on your cheeks and say your name and tell yourself you love you
1: yeah oh it's the most beautiful just magical thing it's super cool <laughs>
0: well, thanks for taking time to be here we're just like partying people are going to be so
1: jealous of us
0: <gasps> <I know.
1: laughs> it's always a party though
0: <laughs> you're the best love <laughs> you with all my heart
1: love you too boo. bye
0: thanks for listening to the therapy thoughts podcast but remember this podcast is not therapy this is for general informational purposes only The information on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any condition, illness, or disease. This also isn't intended to be financial, legal, medical, or therapeutic advice. Make sure you're always working with your own personal, licensed mental health counselor. May you be well.